Thanks for joining us on today's episode of I Can Even with Nat and Dar. Where two girlfriends discuss everyday topics turning unanswered dilemmas from I can't even to simply empowering I can. And we'll even bring guests. Welcome to another episode with I Can't Even with Nat and Dar. Today we have a new guest for you. Yeah, so I'm so excited to have uh, one of my good friends, actually. Uh, This person is my first friend that I made when I moved to Calgary. Um, And you know how making friends is hard. So I'm really happy to have her on. I have Whitney, um, and Whitney is a breathwork um, facilitator. She's a meditation teacher. She has a passion for exploring the outdoors painting and traveling in her van. So we're super excited to have Whitney. Welcome, Whitney. Hi, ladies. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, thank you so much. I know, you know, you are so busy right now with everything that you're doing um, with your business. So I'm just super excited that uh, we have the opportunity to have you um, on our show. So thank you. Of course, yeah. Any opportunity to get to talk about breathwork, I take it, hands down. Yeah, so I think breathwork is this new phenomenon that has been around for so long, but we're really only just, uh, we're hearing about it so often right now. So what does breathwork even mean to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It has been around for thousands of years in uh, yoga cultures. But as far as in the Western world, it is uh, definitely a new thing. Um, it is, it's kind of like breath or sorry, breathwork is kind of like meditation on steroids. Uh, so it's a really great way for people who have struggled with meditation, you know, with quieting your mind to actually unhook the mind through using the power of your breath. And, you know, by giving your mind something to focus on and by shifting your body chemistry with uh, your breath, by shifting your breath pattern, you can shift how you're feeling emotionally, you can improve your health, get better energy. Um, There's so many great benefits of breathwork and uh, it's really, personally, it's helped me overcome so many uh, issues with mental health, with anxiety, addictions, things like that. And so now it's just kind of become my life's mission to teach it to other people and help other people kind of use this tool. How is it different from meditation that we see, like we get bombarded right now by all the different Mm -hmm. apps and, um, you know, different coaches and everything that you see in the media. How is, is that different from meditation? Is it Mm -hmm. in addition to meditation? It's, it's same, same, but different. Um, So meditation, um, as far as I like to define it, is kind of focusing on quieting the thoughts. um, And it's very much a practice of stillness versus breathwork uh, can be that you can breathwork is anything in the realm of uh, manipulating your breath but it is also um, because you're focusing on your breath and you're activating energies in your body through your breath uh, it gets more into the body the focus is not on your mind like meditation is meditation is very much a mental practice uh, at least for me versus Mm -hmm. breathwork is very much about getting out of the mind and into the body allowing the body to um, really do what it's 
made to do is to heal, to uh, release energies, uh, release emotions. And uh, yeah, that's really the difference is it's more of a somatic body practice, um, which is why it's so healing is allowing the body to do the work. The body is so intelligent, so wise, um, more so than the mind. And so it's actually quite a useful tool for various aspects. That's definitely awesome to hear. Um, and I, I honestly um, really appreciate the ways in which you like differentiate the two. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna remember that. So when people ask me, I'm, I'll be like, I know. <laughs> um, so I think just um, more so focusing on you specifically in your journey. So how did you really get into, I guess, um, like, I guess, figure out um, that you do want to be a breathwork facilitator. So how did that start for you? And what was kind of your journey in actually making this a reality? Mm -hmm, definitely. So I'd say back in 2019 is really when my journey with breathwork started. Um, for about 10 years or so before that, I struggled with binge eating disorder and bulimia. And that was really my way of coping with my emotions. I uh, just had various traumas in my childhood that I learned to shut down my emotions uh, and manipulate my emotions through using food and uh, manipulating how I felt using food and exercise. And it came to a halt in 2019 when I just got tired of living that way. I was tired of hiding this from my friends, my boyfriend, my family. I was tired of spending hours in the gym as a means of punishing myself uh, for binging. I was just really, it, I knew that wasn't the way that I wanted to continue living. And so uh, I kind of just opened myself up to alternative ways of healing. I had tried therapy. I had tried um, standard uh, going to a doctor for things like that, but it just, it wasn't really clicking with me. And um, I think in the summer of 2019, I had started working with a coach. And at the same time, I went to a, uh, like a yoga festival uh, nearby Calgary and discovered breathwork. And that's kind of where it, took off. Um, I went to an hour long class and I left feeling like, like there was an electrical current flowing through my body. And I was like, what the hell is this? This is crazy. Um, and then through the process of the next couple of years, I started learning about different forms of breath work, different lineages. And uh, I'm now working with pause breath work, which is a company that really helps uh, to use breath work as a, as a tool for everyday life for transformation and for just relaxation. And um, yeah, I, I knew from that first breathwork session that I was like, this is the thing that I want to make my career. And that's kind of the place I'm at now, which is kind of surreal, uh, pretty much exactly two years later, is now I'm starting to teach breathwork to people. And it's like, this is the thing that I was made to do. Um, and it's definitely, you know, it's created so many beautiful connections with talking to people about it. Um, just having that in um, with people to help, you know, if say I'm with somebody and they're having a tough time emotionally, just breathing through it with them has helped deepen my emotional connection with them, my emotional connection with myself. And uh, it's, it's definitely like I was talking about my uh, eating disorder past it's definitely helped me heal through those things as well as various other 
emotional coping mechanisms I was using. I was drinking too much, smoking too much weed, all those kinds of things. And it's definitely just helped me become one with my body and my emotions and um, develop a different relationship with my pain. Honestly, that's so beautiful. And I think, you know, I think releasing and allowing yourself to be so vulnerable is super important, not only for yourself, but as a breathwork facilitator, you know, especially with like your future clients, knowing, I guess, for them that, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's all about building that trust, but these, you know, unfortunately, like these past experiences that you've gone through, uh, although they were super traumatic, I think it'll also lend you such, you know, experience, right? And mm-hmm. such a trusting space with, you know, your future clients. So I think that it's it's definitely just super beautiful, right? Yes, exactly. You know, that's what makes us human is being able to connect on, um, you know, our lightness and also our darkness, some things that we're not proud of, or things that have caused us a lot of pain. Uh, Those are equal connecting points. Um, And, you know, I found in the beginning of my journey, finding other people who are were in the same situation that I was in at the time and who had gotten past that, um, you know, and seeing how evolved I saw they were how much more healed they were uh that was just so motivating to see that you can go from this place of being miserable and stuck to liberating yourself um yeah it's just super empowering it really fits in well with our last episode that we've posted where we also talked um about mental issues and It's interesting that you said the word click, like you found something that worked for you. And I think that's so important and it's Mm -hmm. amazing to hear. Um, It takes some time for people to figure out what what is the best way to deal with their own mental health. And sometimes something works for a bit and then it doesn't. Right. So you have to make Mm -hmm. changes. Um, I find change very difficult. Like I think I'm a very flexible person, but I'm terrified, like I'm terrified of change and I don't know why. And then it's something that I need to work on personally, but it's the same thing. Like you need, you need to step out of your comfort zone in order to become a better person. And um, you said it so well, like this is what clicked for you and we can hear it in your voice. We can see it on your Instagram and Facebook and all the social media where you share it right like it's it's so obvious that it clicked so much that now you can share it with others mm-hmm. um and I, yeah i it's definitely really nice to see you in that like flow state because i feel like you know when you're doing something that you love all the time just like as daria is saying it translates into other aspects of your life right mm-hmm. so it's great that you know just like you had mentioned you know it clicked for you and i guess Um, At what point um, did you, I guess when you're doing it kind of as a hobby, right? Like at what point did you kind of realize this is actually where I want to take my career? This is something I want to do uh, for life. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, Let me think here. I'd say it really started uh, when the world shut down and I started thinking about my life in the bigger picture. Um, How I pay my bills is through a different business, um, a different online business. And it was 
a great way to sustain myself, sustain my family, but it was very soul draining. I am very much a fulfillment driven person. I love to serve. I love to help. And that business was not doing that. And so um, when things started shutting down and that business kind of got handicapped for a while because of things regarding the pandemic, I started to think like, what do I, what do I want my legacy to be? What do I want to be doing with my life? Um, and it, it, it was very obvious. And also I avoided the truth for a long time because I would be exposing who I am as a person. You know, there is nothing to hide behind as with my other businesses. And um, yeah, so I started research, researching different breathwork trainings and uh, it was pretty quick. This uh, pause breathwork who I'm with now was the one that was going to work the best for me. I've been working with their coaches for quite a while. Um, but yeah, that's where I started thinking about trainings and thinking about developing a business that allowed me to help people. Um, that's really what my desire was, was to spend most of my time helping people and uh, being able to, to pay my bills and to uh, uh, afford my lifestyle with that, uh, with that business. Uh, just, you know, bringing more unity to my lifestyle was really what started. And, you know, not to say that the last year and a half has been super enjoyable, but I am grateful for that kind of shock to uh, personally get me to open up to what the bigger picture is. I think in the midst of this pandemic and all of this change, you know, like change, like Daria had mentioned, like it's not an easy thing. Like um, also kind of me too, I, I don't really like change in the unknown. So props to you. That's awesome. In such a time of pandemic and uncertainty and like not really knowing what is going to happen to make such a big change and it definitely seems uh like I know you but for our listeners who are just meeting you for the first time right now I I guarantee they can feel it in their soul just by the way um that you're talking about breath work and your facilitation and your hobbies like that's so beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing that vulnerability with us. Um, I think the pandemic was really, really hard um, on a lot of people, right? And I, I definitely see, you know, breath work, like that's something I almost wish I had like last year um, to kind of help me, I think, cope through the transition of the pandemic to going from normal day life to the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And now yeah, going definitely. backwards. Now we have to yeah. go backwards. Now we have to figure out how to do this new, new normal or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. Talking about transitions and change, uh, I know that you've made some changes. You've moved from when I first met you. You've moved to a beautiful place. Uh, and I'm just curious, how did this mix in with what you were doing and where you wanted to be? Um, tell us about that a little bit, if you... Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a pretty cool thing that that happened. I'm not even exactly sure how I lucked into what is my life now. But um, oh, gosh, where do I start? So my boyfriend and I, we've been together for quite a while. We moved to Calgary from Manitoba and we lived in Calgary for five years. Um, and at the end of those five years was when I connected with you, Daria. Uh, in um, in our book club and so at that time we were just starting to discuss buying a house we were thinking about buying a house in Calgary 
and we had a great talk about what is it that we really want and I just started having these visions almost just like this dream of I want to have a mountain view with my home and if you look at real estate around here a mountain view usually is attached to you know six digits uh, six or seven digits in the millions Um, and so but I was open to just learning about things and learning about real estate we started learning about the real estate market and long story short um I started every day just imagining myself waking up to a mountain view, waking up, looking out my living room window and imagining how it would feel to have this mountain view. And um, it just kind of happened that the house that we are in now, uh, we have a one acre just south of Black Diamond, Alberta, which is about an hour south of Calgary. And we have just that. We can see the Sheep River Mountains um, from our living room. And it was just really, this is a unique property where, where it's, a, it's a fixer-upper, but it's definitely within the price range of somebody who's a first-time home buyer. Um, we're both in our 20s. Uh, so it was definitely in our price range and it was just crazy how that happened, the connections we made, um, because we were willing to be open to expanding our idea of what could happen if we just put our intention out there. Like we were just, we looked at a lot of houses and this was the one that was meant for us. You know, it's got property, we're out in the country, um, we get to be closer to a small town, which we are small town people. So that was definitely nourishing for our souls. Being in the city was not a long-term plan. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I wake up every day. I'm just like, how, how am I here? How do I live here? Like I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm, I haven't quite made the connection, but it's pretty crazy. We've been here for a year now. Yeah. It's, it's, you posted some of the pictures and it, it looks like such an amazing place mm-hmm. to be like my mind rests when I'm looking at where you live um I mean I'm a I'm a city girl but mm-hmm. I think I'm a city girl like four days out of the week mm-hmm. and that's that's I think how I want my future to be later on mm-hmm. you know I want to be able to be that city the busy city hustle and bustle for four days and then be able to get away for three and just kind of being a in a very um a place that's very easy for the mind because cities are not built for that right there's too many Mm -hmm. corners there's too many straight lines your mind is not meant to be looking at that kind of stuff all the time and that's why it's so pleasant to be close to the mountains and just see nature um and now i know i also know that you've done quite a few hikes uh and i think that's another one of your little journeys that i like to follow um Mm. i think it's very inspiring to uh well anyone but i think women being able to just do their own thing Mm -hmm. so is does did this start at the same time when you started working with breath work or is this something you wanted to do like get out in the nature by yourself and just like take the time to really take the nature in Mm -hmm. it's interesting how my hiking um hobby kind of started um just as a background I grew up camping uh with my parents and traveling and being outdoors so I was very well versed in just being outdoors and things like that um but actually what's what it started as was when my binge eating disorder was at its peak I was looking for a way to burn thousands of calories and so that's to be completely honest that's how I got started um hiking is a great way to do that and 
as I started uh, hiking, I've always been a solo hiker. I go on hikes once in a while with, with people, but I find it very therapeutic as long as you're following safety protocols. I'm being very educated in that manner that it can be very therapeutic and um, empowering as a woman to be out in the wilderness on your own, doing it uh, on your own and figuring things out. Um, and as I healed from my eating disorder, hiking just became like my connection to Mother Earth, to uh, my spirituality. That's definitely where my spiritual journey began is being with uh, non-human beings, being with uh, the trees, with the mountains, with um, various wildlife that I would see. And now it is just definitely... It's, uh, it's a way to really enjoy this land uh, and to challenge yourself mentally, physically, emotionally. Like, it's not always fun when you're trying to navigate through the woods on your own and it's, uh, it's like, I got to figure this out kind of thing. Like learning mm -hmm. how, to, how to empower yourself to do the hard things. Totally. I think um, one thing that kind of stood out to me is like you're on this self-transformational journey, but um, as you had mentioned um, with your hiking and your passions coming out, um, if you wanted to explain to our audience about your first tattoo uh, you've ever got and I guess the relationship um, that that has had on your self-transformational journey and what that means to you. Mm hmm. Yeah. So as a background or like a little description, my first tattoo, like I've been interested in tattoos for quite a while, but um, uh, you and I, Natasha, we went to a tattoo fair and that was kind of what I was like, I got to do it. Uh, I've seen other mm -hmm. people do it. And uh, my first tattoo is a it is a picture of a wolf on my forearm um, with some very tribal imagery around it. And I got inspired to get that tattoo when I read the book, uh, Women Who Run With Wolves. Uh, and that book talks a lot about how similar women are to wolves, how we are packed like creatures, how we have this sense of being wild, how we want to connect with nature, how we want to just be free. Um, and that I really connected with that as a, through my healing journey and also the kind of, uh, the concept of, of being like a lone wolf in a way has been a big part of my journey as I disconnected from people in my life, I had to learn to be okay on my own. And now I'm kind of deconstructing that that's a whole other talk of learning to be reintegrating with the tribe and with the pack, but it's definitely been, um, that's very much a part of who I am reintegrating that piece of wildness. And like with the hiking, that's definitely where I do that is reconnecting with the wild, with, um, nature, with, you know, kind of like my core essence disconnected from technology and cities. And like, I love all those things. And like who we are as core thousands of years ago is not how our DNA is created and connecting to that piece of ourselves. I just want to point out to the listeners that are listening outside of this area where we live. We are mm. extremely lucky to have so many beautiful places to see so close. And we have so many trees per person. Um, like I was just looking at some stats compared to some other people, you know, like in India, one person has like 28 trees per one person, whereas 
here where we live, we have like 110,000 or something like that. It's, oh it's my goodness. crazy stats. We have just so much abundance of this where we can go and see uh, the wilderness. And I think we do a pretty good job at protecting it too. Um, but it's it's nice to hear that we are trying to find the balance between being in busy mm -hmm. cities and also being outside like that. I think too, like personally with me, I was born, like I wasn't born in a city. I was born in a town and it was a pretty mm -hmm small town like in an industrial town I would say um and that's part of the reason why I moved like I feel like I needed to find like other opportunities or I just didn't feel like I would be getting it to where I'm from and it was in a different province like I'm from Ontario and I kind of moved and I touched upon this in previous episodes but I, I moved to Calgary kind of on a whim like very last minute um and I think for me, like you always kind of hear about, you know, um, Alberta and being so close to the mountains, but it wasn't until I actually moved here and like realized how beautiful and lucky I am to be living in such a beautiful place. Like the mountains are so close within like an hour, if even, do you know what I mean? And that's something I've always really appreciated um, for myself, but I also think for my introverted like nature just me being my introverted self I think um like you were saying you're like I'm a city girl four days a week and then I need to be like in the mountains or I need to be in nature yeah. and I just find myself to be super introverted but this I guess being around you know like being in the trees like finding these beautiful nooks or beautiful plate and that's I think a part of just like living here is just being so beautiful because I feel like you can take an hour, go for a, a walk and explore a number of different places you've just never even knew, knew existed, but they're just like right in your backyard. And I think that's what recharges and nourishes my soul. And just knowing that I'll have these unlimited amount of experiences right in my backyard and I don't even have to go too far, right? So, so beautiful. Yeah, we are very blessed. And I didn't know uh, that stat with the person to tree ratio, but it, it, I wouldn't be surprised. We are very blessed to be surrounded by so much, um, you know, earthly elements uh, and to have that opportunity, you know, like you said, we're only an hour away to be able to go out into these elements and to really recharge and knowing when we need to do that uh, to make us our best selves. It's, uh, it's really quite the amazing opportunity. Yeah, and I definitely want to put that out there that um, it's so beautiful and we are on Indigenous land, right? I think um, oftentimes when we talk about like how beautiful, you know, like our backyard is, I think it's super important to like really reiterate that this is not our land as well. We are on Indigenous land and... Um, with everything I think going on in the world right now, and especially in Canada with um, just the remains being found um, in regards to just like residential schools and, and the children that went to them and never came home. Like, I just really want to put that out there that, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, it's not our land, but at the end of the day, um, I think we all need to be 
um, doing more. And I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that as time goes on, um, Canada will own up and apologize and do just do more than what's being done now. Yeah, definitely. To reiterate that, it's definitely like this is not our land. It's and just showing uh, gratitude and respect to the people who have cared for this land for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, you know, like the Blackfoot people uh, took care of the land that we're on here in Alberta. And definitely just having some respect for those cultures and tribes. And I think definitely as a um, as a society, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the Indigenous community uh, as we see them today and understanding what got them to where they are. And just as a, an entire community, encouraging our, our governments and encouraging each, each other to just look at the truth and uh, move forward from here without uh, hiding anything. You know, that's just that's the best way to heal is just looking at the truth and just being one with the truth. Um, to the different interests that you've you you've had, like you have um, one thing that I think I was super interested and so proud of you to see is uh, you were doing yoga sessions on a radio show mm-hmm. um, on I believe it was like Facebook Live. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really awesome to see because it was, was it from Manitoba you're doing mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So I guess what kind of, um, I guess what impact has breathwork had on your interest to yoga? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. A broadcasting company uh, back home in Manitoba. I actually have no formal yoga training, but I had somebody from the company reach out. Yoga is definitely a, uh, it's a hobby for mine and I took advantage of the opportunity to just uh, develop my teaching skills. And so that was a great opportunity. But as far as your question of yoga and breath work, um, it's hard to tell like it all kind of started at the same time. I think breath work came probably six months before yoga. Um, and then I started, I went to a retreat hosted by, um, by a local um community here in Calgary it was like a friendship retreat going to make friends and we did a yoga class in that retreat and it really just re-inspired me to connect back with my body like I was talking about earlier I um, I used to punish my body using fitness I was into weightlifting lots of cardio lots of masculine practices really you know hardcore stuff and after that I didn't know how to connect to my body in a way that was loving and so yoga has definitely become that for me to connect to my body to develop strength physically emotionally spiritually um, and definitely just like having a fitness that isn't it's so interesting uh, having a different relationship with fitness and uh, moving my body in a way that is loving, uh, which is entirely different than how I used to do it. And so breathwork and yoga are like yoga is like an overarching umbrella and underneath breathwork and meditation and all kinds of other things. The movement portion of yoga, which is yoga asana, uh, those are all under the umbrella that is the entire entire yoga lineage. Um so yeah, they're definitely like, I would say yoga is my way of nourishing my physical body and breathwork is more so the way of nourishing my energetic, uh, pranic uh, breath body, my emotions. Uh, and 
there's all yoga has so many different as a an entire practice it takes care of all pieces of the human you know there's mental pieces there's uh spiritual pieces there's physical it's uh it's definitely been something that's interests me and I wouldn't be surprised if I get trained in uh, yoga teacher training sometime in the future. I love it how you're saying that there is a difference between the masculine and the feminine energy and just like fitness, how, how it changes. I feel like I personally need a little bit of both. Um, and this is Natasha and I are starting a little journey over here on our own for next couple of months to see where are we going to get with it? Uh, just a little bit more health conscious, um, not too much, but uh, there is definitely a power in doing things that are, um, or being okay with getting closer to your feminine side, be it fitness, be it whatever. And when you talk about breath work, what comes to mind for me as a mom of two um, is that people forget how important it is. And like when you go to all these future baby classes, right? They teach you, don't forget to breathe. And then the moment, what do you do? You forget to breathe. So um, you definitely forget how important it is to get oxygen to the right places at the right time. And that's just talking in the moment when you're giving birth. But then there's a whole thing on, you know, our sexual wellness where you also need to remember to breathe to get oxygen flowing to proper parts of the body. Um, but what I do want to come back is to the to my experience with birthing. So my the first birth that I gave was um, it wasn't great. There's a lot of issues that kind of stacked up on on each other. And I just remember that it, like to me now that I look at it, it does feel like my my whole energy there was very like focused on suggestions like masculine suggestions you know uh medicine like medication just getting through it like not not really connecting with my body but more letting other people just tell me how it should be done whereas with the second one i felt very inspired to not have the first experience and have a better experience and i feel like i've definitely clicked in for the for the second one i was more ready to just focus on the things that's supposed to feel right you know how you hear some women say this is natural people have been doing it for years even though many many women have died from it so it's not it's <laughs> it's not easy so <laughs> there's pros and cons on both sides but still there's like a lot of a lot of knowledge that I think it doesn't get passed on to us because women are no longer in that kind of tribe situation. There isn't support. You don't learn as many um, tricks from other mothers, from other females. And of course, breathing such a big, big deal. And it makes such a huge difference when you're actually trying to push your offspring out. Like I feel like with my second birth, I've, done I focused 80% on breathing and you guys it was amazing it made wow. such a huge difference I was able to walk out lucky for me I was able to walk out with a healthy baby and out of the hospital within like a day so wow. that felt natural the first one not even mm -hmm. freaking close the first one was just like a big chaotic mess but the second one made more sense like from a motherly perspective from like the breathing part and everyone telling you how it should be 
this is what women should share. Like, this mm -hmm. is what you should be doing to try and get through it. I mean, shit happens, but you still need to focus on those things to make life easier, to make birth easier for everyone, not just yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And uh, first of all, props to you for doing that. That's a huge endeavor to carry right? these humans and, and to birth them. That's, that's a huge endeavor. But definitely to go back to what you were saying with masculinity and femininity is uh, femininity has been kind of pushed to the wayside in our society for a while. And I'm now seeing it as we're kind of going through a shift um, as a as an entire planet is it's coming back in as people are, you know, uh, coming back into touch with that feminine side, the piece where you're slowing down and really tuning into your body, you know, when we were all when we couldn't rush around and be super, super busy that we were kind of forced to look at those sides of us, of our emotions and things that aren't so productivity driven. And, um, and the breath is a beautiful way to tune into our bodies and to uh, just let the body do what it was designed to do. Like for sure, we've mm -hmm. been doing giving women have been giving birth since the start of human creation. And there was a time where, that was the tool that got mm -hmm. us through that. And yeah. thank God for modern medicine so that uh, it makes it a bit easier. But for sure, there's there's a balance there of the masculine and feminine. And we all have that within us. But definitely giving that feminine the credit that is due uh, because there's so much wisdom in there that it doesn't, unlike the masculine energy, it's not so in your face. It's more so as a, a quiet um just kind of it's there but it's not like hey i'm here yeah it's, it's a caretaker exactly mm -hmm. and that's, it's more that's behind the scenes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like there's so many different ways that uh that we can find healing and it's an incredible tool for reclaiming the body and healing healing that relationship between the mind and the body i think a lot of us uh have just been conditioned to disconnect disconnect from the body and uh, mm -hmm. especially if there's been something that's happened that's uh, encouraged that disconnection, um, recreating that connection, especially when that connection is first made, is it's quite the shock. And so just developing that relationship to the pain and becoming friends with the pain um, yeah. is and a I, beautiful um, concept. I think, too, it's just like, I don't know if anyone's ever experience this but it's that constant you know fight or flight mode mm -hmm. right it's like you know I and I think that like naturally speaking like I'm I'm constantly like in fight or flight and it's exhausting right like I think yeah. oftentimes it's it's so exhausting to constantly be like okay I'm gonna fight this I'm gonna I'm gonna run like what am I supposed to be doing and yeah I, I think reclaiming your body is super important in the ways in which you kind of get there is it's all part of the journey but I think you know allowing yourself grace I think that's that's it's a constant practice just like breath work would be or just mm -hmm. like I think anything would be right so mm -hmm. um yeah you know I feel like for Natasha and I this 
this podcast is kind of part of our journey, figuring yeah. out a lot of the things about the world as well as each other, as well as just ourselves personally. Um, even just with the few short sessions that we've had and the recordings that we made that we haven't posted, I feel like we've worked through so many different issues. Um, and there's like new techniques that we can use, and mm-hmm. and it's not just helpful for us. I think it's helpful for a lot of our listeners. Um, there's just so many different things out there. Um, I know that uh, you, Whitney, have uh, a yeah. client coming, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think you're doing on. I'm assuming in an online session Mm -hmm. which I think the pandemic has made it easier for people to learn how to connect with each other through media like this right Mm -hmm. Uh, through your cameras and and it's still possible and we also have talked about that in our first podcast I think that it's amazing that this connection is possible but I've noticed on your Instagram you also have a little sign up uh, for a free breathwork session yeah definitely so I think Natasha and I should try that out. (laughs) (laughs) Or even better, once Mm -hmm. the restrictions are lifted, we drive out to your beautiful Mm -hmm. villa in the mountains. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe we can get a free breathwork session. Yeah, for sure. Take advantage of it while it's here. (laughs) I'm, uh, because I'm, just for context for the listeners, I'm in uh, my practicum for my breathwork facilitator training. So with that practicum, I need to complete a certain amount of hours of free sessions before I can start creating that as more of a business. So I'm deep in that right now. And I uh, definitely, like you said, it's been really easier to do it over Zoom, although the in-person is, you know, in-person anything is next level. But, you know, for example, I have friends back home in Manitoba that I get to breathe, which is, you know, normally people I wouldn't see for a couple of years at a time. So this connection of being on Zoom and other forms of technology has been great. Um, but yes, for sure, I would I would love to breathe you guys. I do in person and on Zoom sessions and one-to-one and group sessions just trying to get in all the practice so that once I start doing this as an official business I uh, I feel prepared for whatever whatever comes my way well, I wish you, yeah I wish you all the luck I think I think Thank you're you. doing a great great job um, Natasha was very excited about the TikTok there you've created mm-hmm. some great TikToks and yeah I was just urging our listeners to check out uh, Whitney uh, Whitney's page but also her TikToks I think mm-hmm. they're super creative and they're super fun Aww. and every time I watch <laughs> one of your TikToks they really hit me in the feels and I'm like oh I feel this on <laughs> super level um, and I, I definitely think it's a it's a really great way for you to connect with your like audience in general. Um, but it's it it's just, I listen to these and I'm like, I've definitely felt this multiple times in my life. So um, I think it's an awesome way, I guess, just to connect with your audience, mm-hmm. um, but they're super relatable. Like I love them. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's been a, a great way to express my creativity and show like my, my fun side on the social media platform. You know, I, I, that can be a bit difficult through pictures and writing, but to show people that I'm, I'm a human being, uh, I'm goofy and silly and do those kinds of things as well. Um, so yeah, and it's just a fun way to, to connect with people and in a different way, in a way that's easily accessible, that you're not having to consume a post. 
Totally. And so where can um, our listeners find your TikToks or your Instagram reels? Mm-hmm. Yeah, def- to cause uh, clarification, it's more Instagram reels. I just opened a TikTok yesterday, but uh, I'll be doing that more in the future. But I am on Instagram pretty actively. My handle is Whitney the Slowbird. Um, I'm sure you guys will put that in your in your uh, little description thing. Uh, that's yes. where I'm found most often. And uh, yeah, I love to connect with people on there. I have, uh, you know, reels that are more so educational. And then I'm creating some things for like, uh, that are actually teaching breath work in that one minute section to really help people, you know, as we're going through that scrolling, just stopping and breathing is can be hugely impactful on that experience while we're on social media. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Whitney. It was wonderful to have you. Um, And, you know, definitely um, we will be putting your information in our description down below. Um, And thank like again, again, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about your journey um, of self-discovery through breathwork facilitation um, and all that jazz. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you so much for this opportunity.